and it showed me that at any point God can make happen the things and dreams that you have in your heart but you just have to keep going you have to trust him that it's never too late and that's something that was a testament for me because uh, he could have let allowed me to begin doing what I've always wanted to do when I tried at 18 19 when I was a younger girl but he didn't he let me live life first and do things first and experience things first and then he's like okay I'll give it to you now Welcome to Dream Mentorship Podcast. Here at Dream Mentorship, our goal is to inspire women with big dreams who want to learn about and utilize ways in which to be successful boss women in their chosen fields. Tune in each week as we discuss different versions of success with various industry bosses, moms, students, and women in general who are able to take their lives and businesses to the next level. We are here to provide everyone with information on how to live your own dreams, because those dreams are valid. Without further ado, welcome your incredible host for this podcast, Mac Jane Creighton. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dream Mentorship Podcast. Yay! Uh, I'm so excited today to be talking um, and sharing the story of Keondra Butler-Watkins with you all. You would absolutely love hearing her story and be inspired by what she does. Um, And before we get into all of that, of course, you know, I'm your girl, Mac Jane Crazy. Now let's talk about Keondra and let let us introduce you to her. Keondra is a professional model. She's a commercial actress and the owner of the Coralie Girl Company. She also holds a master's degree in business administration from the University of Oklahoma. And she was also born and raised in Oklahoma. Uh, She enjoys working with clients through her talent agency to help bring the creative visions to life as a model and actress. And I hear a lot of times, actually just recently, I've received a message from a young girl who has always questioned if it's okay, if it's even possible to be a woman of faith and be a model or be a Christian and, you know, be an actress. Uh, Sometimes people try to figure out how do you balance that? How do you go for your dreams and be who you are and, you know, be a model and be an actress at the same time and, you know, just pursue that part of your dream. Um, So today we have the pleasure of talking with Keondra about that part of her life and, of course, talk to her as well on her company, The Curly Girl, um, um, company. So let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Keondra. Hi. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So we're just going to jump right into it and um, talk about your life as a professional model and a commercial actress. What exactly is that? Well, uh, that began, the dream of it began when I was really I have always wanted to be a model. That was just something that I felt like God had placed in my heart a long, long time ago. And so when I was a little girl, I used to put on my mother's high heel shoes and she had this oversized dress that she would wear to drop me off for school. And I would put that on and walk down our long hallway and pretend like it was like a runway um, for myself. 
And um, to this day, I will never forget that. Some of the the models that I admired so much back in the day, um, I was born in 1985, so I'm an 80s and 90s kid. (laughs) And I used to admire Tyra Banks so much because she was one of the only Black models at that time that I saw that looked like me. And so it was an inspiration that I could be and become whatever I wanted to be. But I did not know what my journey would look like. And so when I got a little bit older, um... I, America's Next Top Model was a thing. It came out probably when I was late teens. So like maybe 16, 17, 18, 19, somewhere in there. And so when I got the opportunity to audition, I did. I auditioned for America's Next Top Model twice. They came to Oklahoma. My mother came with me to the auditions, but I never heard back from them. And by that time, it was time for me to make a decision because I had graduated from high school So I decided um, with the help of my mom that an education was a good idea. So I went um, to undergrad at um, a school called the University of Central Oklahoma. And I got a master's, uh, sorry, an undergrad degree in business marketing at the time. So I was pursuing this dream and this um, life that I felt like was kind of curated for me. It wasn't really what I wanted for myself, but I knew that education was important. And I felt like even if at one point I could be a model, I still wanted something to be able to fall back on. So I went to university, completed my four years there, got my degree, but I still didn't feel fully fulfilled with myself and my career choice. Uh, Years passed and I ended up uh, mid twenties to later twenties trying to submit um, info to different modeling agencies. Actually, I did submit info to different modeling agencies, but I hadn't heard heard back. And I kept just living life, doing life, um, trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And I ended up up meeting my husband at the age of about 28 years old. Hmm. So at this point, I'm 28. I have not done exactly what it is that I wanted to do my entire life, which is model. I was doing it um, for different things and people, but never like paid or professionally. So at that point, I, my husband and I got engaged and we were just going along our uh, new life together. And once we got married, we got married in 2016 that dream kind of rose back up in my heart again. And I said, I'm going to apply to a modeling agency in Oklahoma um, and see what happens. And I did. I applied to a modeling agency. At this point, I was about 30 years old, which if anyone knows about the modeling <laughs> in, in entertainment industry, it's, it prides itself on the youth that it um, rep, that represents it. So mm-hmm. at this point, I'm 30. And I'm like, this is probably not going to happen. Like, I've had this dream my whole life, but let me try one more time. So (laughs) I had submitted to this agency that I had submitted to several years before. And they called me in for a model. um, It's called a model interview. So basically what happens, you go into the agency, you sit down, you talk to whoever um, the agents are there and maybe even the owners if they're available to do so. The day that I went, she was not there. She had her intern there. But she was working through her intern because she was out of town. And her intern took some headshots of me, which is normal. And they take digitals is what it's the professional uh, word for. They just take a camera and take some shots of you. 
And so she sent them to the owner of the agency and immediately she said, I love her. I want to sign her. So at that point, my, I was kind of in shock a little bit, but my heart kind of swelled up with the, just the, the joy of being able to say, I did, I did not give up. I kept going. I kept trying. And it finally, it's finally starting to work out for me. I see the pieces starting to fall into place over something that I wanted my entire life. By this time, I'd gone to college twice, and I'd, I'd gotten an undergrad degree and a master's degree. And at that point, I had, I had a husband because I'd just gotten married. Lo and behold, what I didn't know was that same agency that I'd submitted to once I'd gotten married to my husband, the same year we got married. Um, and I had submitted to that same agency a few years prior and they had reached out to me to come in then, but I didn't see it. I didn't Mm -hmm. see it until the second time I submitted to them in 2016. So that was a testament to me for many, so many reasons. Number one, it's, it showed me that God does not waste time with us and that at any point in time, and I don't know if you guys are people of faith, but I am. And it showed me that at any point God can make happen the things and dreams that you have in your heart but you just have to keep going you have to trust him that it's never too late and that's something that was a testament for me because um, he could have allowed me to begin doing what I've always wanted to do when I tried at 18 19 when I was a younger girl but he didn't he let me live life first and do things first and experience things first and then he's like okay I'll give it to you now so that was really cool and exciting that they had um contacted me a couple of years prior when I applied but I didn't see it because it wasn't the right time for me to see it it wasn't I wasn't supposed to see it until I applied a couple Mm -hmm. of months after I had gotten married to my husband so once I got into the modeling agency um, I began just doing print modeling and that was pretty much my niche but um, we had two agents And the second agent, which I had started working with a lot more at the agency, she had asked me one day, she said, do you, would you ever want to try out for a commercial? And I was like, I guess, I mean, I I never thought about doing that. That wasn't really something I thought about. And she said, well, I have an an audition for a furniture store commercial (laughs) that I want you to go to. And I was like, okay. So I go to this furniture store and it was a well-known furniture store in Oklahoma. We have like several that, you know, everyone knows about and they get their, their most of their items from. So I go into this audition for this furniture store and I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never done an audition for a commercial before, but they liked me and they booked me. And that's where my commercial acting career began. And that was really a career turner for me because now I do more commercial um more commercial acting than I do print modeling. And so that was another way that I felt like God kind of guided me in the direction that he wanted me to go, not in the direction that I saw myself going. So it's been a, it's been a journey, but it's been a beautiful and wonderful journey um, for sure. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Um, and it's so inspiring to hear you share your story. Um, you know, this is a dream that you've had since you were a little girl. It took a long route uh, for you to get to where you are, but you are there. And that just kind of re-emphasizes what we, you know, what we share a dream mentorship that every dream is absolutely valid. Um, it doesn't matter how long it takes. Uh, you just have to keep dreaming and one day it will become a reality. And of course, we're 
are people of faith. Um, if this was uh, in another setting, uh, let's say we were like in a in a small group and we're talking, there are a lot of areas that I wanted to kind of poke at and just say, you know what, talk about that. Talk about, you know, your tenacity and just following God's guide. Um, but I'm going to shift gear. I'm not going to try to go down the rabbit hole. Uh, uh, <laughs> I want to I shift gears and talk about your company. Um, your greatest joy comes from encouraging women to embrace their natural hair and beauty uh, through your merchandise brand called the Curly Girl Company. So tell us that transition or that marriage between your professional life um, as a model and commercial actress and now the owner of yes, Curly Girl so Company. I believe that women are, all women are Renaissance women in my mind. And we have so many gifts and talents that we were blessed with to share with the world. That's just something I, I will never not believe that. I think women are, women are remarkable humans and we can do so many things, be mothers, be teachers, be uh, athletes, be doctors, lawyers, business owners. We can do it all. So when it came to starting my own business, that began Really, the journey of it began when I was a little girl. I believe that God kind of molds our lives. Uh, just like I said with the modeling, as children, our lives begin to unfold. And we might not get to see the end result of it for a very long time of what that life looks like. But when I was eight years old, my mother began relaxing my hair. And she didn't really... My mother has very, very uh, fine hair texture, which is not the case with myself. I have very thick, big, curly hair. Um, it's, it's it's a lot to deal with. And so I'm not really sure that she really <laughs> had the tenacity and the really know-how to deal with hair, hair texture like mine because her hair is nothing like mine. And she began relaxing my hair at the age of eight. So from the age of eight until I was a young adult, I would relax my hair because that's all I knew. I didn't know anything else. I thought that that was the only way. But when I got older and I got in college, I started seeing um, a few people like wear natural hair. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But I can never do that. that that's just it's too hard. I can never do that. Like my hair is too hard. It's too difficult. So I continued to press my hair out, get relaxed. And at a certain point, I just decided, you know what? I don't want to get relaxers anymore. This was around about the time that a lot of women realized that, okay, as black women, women of color mostly, we don't have to wear relaxers if we don't want to. We can wear our natural hair. So I began that process myself off of getting relaxers. And I kind of did it for a while, so maybe a year or so, maybe a couple of years. And then I went back. To relaxing my hair because I was like I don't know if that I can really do this and I was still getting it pressed out during that time so I went back to as they call it the creamy crack but then some years later I decided to really really go on this journey of just wearing my hair relaxer free so for nine years prior to me becoming a full out naturalista I did not relax my hair but I would still press it out and I would press it out week to week from week to week. So that of course creates a lot of heat damage. Well, my husband and I uh, moved to Texas in 2018. He, um, his job transferred us here. And when 
my birthday came around in August of 2018, I decided that I really wanted to try the, the natural thing out. And there was a natural hairstylist here in Dallas that I booked an appointment with. And so when I went to her on that day, I just thought that I was going to get a little bit trimmed off because, I mean, you can transition slowly with natural hair. You don't have to just jump right into it. Um, and so I was like, I'm just going to get, you know, a lot of the heat damage cut off the ends and then I'll keep going back to her and gradually getting this stuff cut off. When I got there, she was like, you have so much heat damage. Cause like I said, I'd been flat ironing my hair, pressing out my hair for the last nine years. I didn't get it relaxed, but I was still pressing it out like weekly. So she said, you'll have to do like twist outs and things, but you can get, you know, we, you can, we can do it however you want to do it. And I'm not really big on hair. I'm kind of a lazy hair girl. So I was like, no, just cut it off. Just big chop it. I don't want to <laughs> do the gradual process because I don't want to have to deal with it, you know, extra, it, the, the extra things that I'll have to do with it because of the heat damage. Just cut it all off. So she cuts it all off. My husband had dropped me off because it was my birthday and we were going to go do some other things after. And when he got back, I had no hair. And he was just as shocked as I was because that wasn't the plan or the intention when I went in there. But I sometimes I just make split decisions and I just roll with them. So that began my natural hair journey. And I can't say enough that it was the most exhilarating thing I'd probably ever done. But it was also the scariest thing I'd ever done because I didn't even know really what my natural hair texture <laughs> looked like because... I did not, I never worn it. That's not what I had seen. And my, like I said, my mother and I, I couldn't look at her hair and be like, well, maybe my hair looked like that because my mother, I don't, she used to relax her hair long, long time ago, but she hasn't done it literally, literally in decades. So her hair is in its natural state, but it's a different texture than mine. So I didn't know what my hair was going to look like. I didn't know what I was in for. And it was very difficult in the beginning. It was hard to really get used to the, to doing it, number one. And getting used to the texture that I had because it wasn't the texture that I necessarily quote unquote wanted or thought that I would have. So here comes this journey of being um, a naturalista and doing this natural hair thing. But I didn't always feel confident. I didn't always feel like I knew what I was doing or even that I looked beautiful with it or that it looked good. So that continued on for about a year and a half. And a little bit, um, it was last year, probably towards the end of last year, the beginning of this year, I was reminded of, of this dream that I had, not a literal dream, but like a figurative dream that I had to start a t-shirt line for women. Now, the backstory is, is my husband has his own t-shirt company. It's called Hope Clothing Brand, and he's had that for about the past three years. It's a Christian-based uh, clothing brand. So he's been doing this. But I wanted to have something that was specifically for women that was produced by him. So I decided that I was going to make um, a clothing line for women because that was something that I wanted to do long before I met him. But of course, our destinies aligned at this point. And I'm like, oh, this is a perfect time for me to start up this women's clothing brand. It wasn't a natural hair brand to begin with. But the more I thought about it, the Lord placed on my heart, make it a natural hair brand for women to celebrate being natural and to encourage them to, uh, my hashtag is rock your roots. So it's, it, it's encouraging women to rock their roots, the way that they come out of your head, honey, rock it and wear it. And so that's where the Curly Girl Co. was born. And the name came from the fact that I thought like, what do people see when they see me? And so many people compliment my hair and I, I it's, 
it was kind of strange at first, but now I'm so used to it and it's kind of cool. And I'm just like, thank you so much. But um, people always compliment my, my hair. I love your hair so much. I love your curls. I love your curls. And so I thought, I'm like, what do people see when they see me? And I thought, they see a girl with curls, the curly girl. And so that's kind of where the name came from. And from there, um, the business was born and that was a process in itself. And so if you want to talk about that next or I'm not really sure, but that's how the Curly Girl Pro came about. <laughs> yes, I love the story and I'm glad that you were able to take us through, you know, your process um, and how you got to where you are right now. Um, so I want to ask, uh, what are some of the unique skills that helped you to be successful as um, as uh, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, well, I think the unique skills, or I know the unique skills that helped uh, me to become successful to us to the extent of where we are today. It's a very very new company, so it's still in the makings. It's only a little bit over two months old, but or it's actually not even two months old yet. But I believe that God uses everything in our lives to create. Um, the thing that he's placed us here to do. And it, even though I said, as I mentioned earlier, when I graduated from high school, I wanted to go straight into modeling. I went to school first and I went to college first and I got a degree in marketing. And then I went to college again some years later and got a master's in business administration. So I always felt like those years were wasted, like I wasted money, I wasted student loans, I wasted time doing that. But in actuality, that I didn't waste that time. God knew that he wanted me to start a business at some point. He knew that I was going to use some of the things that I learned there to create this baby that is now the Curly Girl Co. And I believe that working in an industry as well, that I get to go and create, um, I get to create content for people to share their their businesses and their products with the world that's what I do with commercial acting and modeling so being on that side as well all of those things together helped me to create my business because I know what the client wants but I also know as a customer what customers want and I also know different things about um, the semantics of business because I have a master's degree in business administration and I'm also a african-american woman with natural hair and so that's personal experience there that allows me to be able to run my business the curly girl code because i am a curly girl i understand what the highs and lows of natural hair can be and the goods and the bads and so i feel like everything that i've done up until this point collectively have allowed me to be able to start this business and be successful at it yeah awesome Yes, I am a curly girl, so I totally can relate to a lot of things that you said, especially sharing the part about your mom uh, relaxing your hair. I have two older sisters, and my mom um, felt like she had her hands full, so we used relaxers um, mm -hmm. growing up, and now I'm natural, and my other sister is also natural, and I hear you when you know people say, oh my gosh, it's so hard. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but at the same time, when you see the result, yes. it also makes you smile and to know all of that. So um, I think what I want to know is how can people get in touch with you if they want your product and what does your product do? Because there's so many, so many, so many 
uh, products right now for you know black girls and women with curly hair, with um, Afro hair, with on um, 4C um, hair. You know the textures, they're different different products. Um, but what is one? You know, I, maybe I can say what makes your brand stand out from the rest. And if anybody wants to buy your product, um, how can they? purchase that how can they get in touch with well my you? motto is um this is my personal motto and it's not my words it's someone else's but if you look good you feel good and if you feel good you do good yes and so with creating the curly girl co i wanted to create merchandise that was cute comfy because that's my style pretty simplistic but had a message to it and so i create t-shirts shorts um, I'm going to be coming out with some sweatshirts soon. Right now, we're just a merchandise brand where you can buy clothing that represents who you are as a curly girl and represents your particular hair um, texture and style. And it's just it, it, the merchandise really exudes um, pride to me. That's what it says when I look at it. It's like, oh, this this is me being myself and I'm proud to be myself. So currently we only sell merchandise. But we do plan to expand that over time. Like I said, we're still a baby in this business, but I really want to eventually create a community where women can come almost like the hair salon. When you go into a black hair salon, if any of you guys know, it's like a community of women where you can go and talk about life, your hair, whatever it is that you want to talk about. So I really want to create a community eventually where women can come and talk about their natural hair woes, ask questions, share information with one another, all of those things, because I feel like that's so important. When I was early on in my journey, what got me through was talking to friends who had curly hair and them giving me advice on what to use, what um, to do with my hair, how to style it. That was the most helpful thing. And it was very encouraging to have somebody to tell me, yeah, you'll go through these phases, but trust me, you'll love your hair. Just keep going, keep trying, try this, try that. So that's what I wanted to eventually become, just a community of women helping each other and walking hand in hand in this natural hair, hair journey. Um, I also want to get to the point to where we create products, natural hair products. I have been vegan for the last four years. And so I love natural products. I love vegan products. I love herbs and all of those things. I'm very, um, I, I'm a self-proclaimed herbalist, if uh, you ask my husband. So <laughs> I love natural products and I really, really want to create products that are good for our hair. Um, but that's going to take some time because I want it to be right. And when I, I want it to be something that I know works because I've tried it and I've had other people that I know try it and I want it to be just a good quality product. So that is our goal. But currently, like I said, we sell merch, sell merchandise. We're going to continue to be putting that out and you can reach me on all social medias at the curly girl co. And that is on Instagram. That is on Twitter. And that is on Facebook. Awesome. Amazing. So y'all heard her. Go check out the merchandise and um, patronize them as well. Um, so I want to kind of end this conversation and ask, you know, what would you, you know, if you were to give your 18 year old self an advice, what would that be? But, you know, kind of transition it into our listeners, um, the 17 to 35 year olds are you know, even older who listen to our podcast, what would you tell them? What is your advice to them? What is your word of encouragement to My them? My word of encouragement to them is to set, set goals and expectations, but be flexible. Sit with God, listen mm -hmm. to God, 
and let him speak to you on the things that he wants you to pursue and the things that he doesn't. Because just because there's a dream in our heart, that doesn't mean that that's our God-given purpose. And once he reveals to you what your God-given purpose is, go after that thing with your whole heart, knowing that he is right there with you, cheering you on and ready to help you back up if you fall. There will be failures. There will be disappointments, but don't let that stop you from moving forward into the path and the purpose that God has for you because he has so much planned for you. He has so many things that he wants you to accomplish and he will not waste a single thing, a single pain, a single tear, a single disappointment, a single rejection. He will not waste any of that. He will use all of that to help you to follow your dreams and create the thing that he has put you here to create and do. It's, it's there for you. He has already predestined it. My favorite scripture is Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the things I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And that is what God has for each and every one of you. So just keep going, keep being persistent, and just keep following your dreams no matter what. Yes. Thank you, Keondra. That was beautiful. I love it. Um, so you all have heard this wonderful story today. It's so inspiring. Go share it with your friends. Don't, don't hard it on to yourself. You know, get someone else to listen to this podcast and um, share it on your social media. Let other people get to hear Keondra's story as well. I hope this has been inspiring to you. And, you know, just kind of moving forward, if you there's somebody you really, really want us to interview and you want to hear this story, you can definitely reach out to us at info at dreammentorship.org. We will be happy um, to try our best to interview that person. Well, thank you all for listening to our podcast and thank you, of course, for just sticking out with us and being a part of our online community. Um, we can check out our website if you would like to get connected to the things that we're doing at Dream Mentorship. Check us out at Dream Mentorship org it will would love 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 to connect with you all right so until next time i will see you right here on the podcast bye bye for now thank you for listening to dream mentorship podcast with your host the amazing boss lady herself mac jane creighton if you liked what you just heard you can head on over to dreammentorship.org to learn more about dream mentorship and what we do as a nonprofit organization Remember to tune in again next week for more Boss Lady Realness. This podcast has been recorded and edited by Jenna Cohen.